we're back. Thursday thick. Hopefully we don't fuck it up this week. We don't know what happened last week. I don't think anybody noticed. I mean, somebody had to have noticed. I that, was, that we I, lost 10 minutes of our show? I, well, I, don't, I don't know if it was 10 minutes. Maybe five. 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to the intro to the show, and I don't know why, because I usually only listen to the show. I listen to the show when I edit the show. Yeah. So I don't have to listen to the show. Right. If you don't listen to the show, you don't hear rehear the show unless I share it with you. I'm listening. I'm like, the fuck is this? Literally, like, we're about to leave the house. Yeah. I'm like opening my laptop. I'm like, Ariel's like, we got leave time. Time to leave. She doesn't sound like that, but <laughs> I tried to fix it. Even the raw file, I pulled I pulled the our SD card reader out. Yeah, it was our, it was pretty much a shout out to the people that got me involved in fishing. I don't know what happened. The I don't brothers know what you're talking of, about. But whatever. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. They heard it. They they said thanks for the shout out. The Did best, they hear it? The best mortgage guys in the business. They heard it. I heard it. Zombie so, Bachman. A lot's happened this week, man. It's gotten pretty... Th- it's it's definitely not gotten thinner in the world. No. It's gotten thicker. Things are getting complicated. Things are getting complicated. There's a lot of shit going on, dude. Have you noticed the YouTube... The, the like, There's like a trend with like a bunch of people from YouTube like trying to become professional fighters. Yeah. Do you know any of these dudes? Did you see the one... So, to preface it, the Tyson fight... Um, with Roy Jones Jr., which was a complete fucking joke. I don't care. Like, if you know anything about fighting and you think that was a, a worthwhile watch, who, go get fucked. Who won? It was a draw. What do you mean it was a draw? How does it was that a draw. It was an exhibition. It was like Tyson's like, I'm going to make this much. You you're going to make this much. And then, you know what they should do on those? It's like Tyson there, looked in shape, no, though. He looked good. There is no draw. You fight till you drop. Yeah, so Roy Jones Jr., he showed up. Out of shape, not looking good. Tyson shows up in shape, but they kind of had like a gentleman's agreement for like no headshots and things like that, which is, you know. There was a, there was a, a few fight analysts that were like saying something like, uh, I forget. Both of them are old as fuck. Yeah, they're in the 50s. Oh, my God. So they were saying uh, Tyson's like he's back. He's like his old self. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't look anything like young Tyson. And then there's that other guy. Isn't he fighting McGregor? So Jake Paul is who we're talking about. Jake Paul fought before Tyson in that whole mess. And he fought a guy. um, What's the dude's name again? Nate something? He's he's an ex-basketball player. Nate Robinson. Right. I don't know why I forgot the guy's name. Because I I was... (laughs) There were so many, like, Mr. Robinson... Mr. Robinson. Like, you remember from the space TV? Anyway. So, anyway, Jake Paul <laughs> starches Nate Diaz. Or not Nate Diaz. Nate Robinson. Right. Nate Diaz would definitely beat the shit out of Jake Paul. For the record. And he, he knocked him down twice, and then there was just a complete knockout. And it's fine. It was actually... I mean... They're not fighters, but Jake Paul, this is Jake Paul's second professional fight, if you want to call it a professional fight. And what an unfortunate thing that happened from this was like in the in the week after his inter- interview process, he was interviewing through all the TV shows, doing ESPN, like, I beat the shit out of Robinson. I want to fight Connor. Right, right. I want to fight Mayweather. They're, com- they're coming next. He's, he's honestly just doing the McGregor thing and just talking a lot of shit. He gets on this show. Um, and this female news 
no, we're not, or like show host rather, Kari Champion. Yeah. So it was actually Jamel Hill. I thought. Well, yeah, Hill asked the question. Yeah. So we're gonna play the question for you. We're not gonna. We're not gonna discuss it further. First and foremost, was it racist to knock a black man out? That is the question of the. Oh, no, stop asking me that. <laughs> I said no. It's not racist. <laughs> It's a shitty question. It's a sport. Why is it a shitty question? Do. Why is it a shitty question? Because it, how does this have anything to do with race? It just it doesn't. Bruh. All I'm- so I don't know about you, but that pissed me off a yeah. little bit because I didn't. I obviously don't watch that show, but I was. I watch. I follow a lot of fighting news, and I saw that clip, and I'm like, who is this dumb bitch trying to like platform up on this like? what is an important racial conversation, right? The conversation of race is definitely not a light conversation. Sure. I mean, it can be light, but it's not like it's, it's not something you should be, you shouldn't be foolish with it. Like it's important to move the, move the cause and move the conversation forward. But when you're moving the conversation forward and you're like, this is what I would consider like white knighting. I don't know if that's an accurate use of the word. But it's like she thinks she's picking up her sword and picking up this like righteous case and being like, I'm going to catch this rich white kid from YouTube. I'm going to catch him out and I'm going to get I'm going to get super famous for calling this dude on his shit. He's a racist for getting in the boxing ring with the black dude and fighting a black guy, which has nothing. Fighting has nothing to do with race. Yeah. It's infuriating. White knighting. One that comes to the rescue of another. Right. Is that what it is? Well, I mean, I, guess I shot from the hip on that. Yeah, so hopefully, sure it wasn't a racist term. No, you, Thank you, you. You applied that correctly. Okay. There's been a lot of talk about racism, right? And we even had a person on this podcast, um, Anthony Lee, and we had a great conversation. What I thought was a great conversation about people's perspective and upgrade upbringing. And after that podcast, he like deleted us from from social media. He he. Whatever, like he didn't promote it. He wasn't exactly happy about the show. Like we don't really know what happened because I've gone back. Well, and we don't know if it. he was happy or not happy. He might have just been maybe he, trying to leverage up, and we didn't give him the exposure he wanted. So maybe like it might not have anything to do with race. You might be might not. Into I it, might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But that got me thinking. Okay, <laughs> sometimes when you do things right. I'm trying to like put this in a, in a in a way that makes sense. I'm trying to be careful with the words because I don't want to come off sounding ignorant, but I want to come off as sounding like I've given this a lot of thought. Right. First off, all of our everyone's perspective in the world is different than the other person you're sitting across. That's a given. That's a fact. Yes. Um, some may think that the system is systematically racist. My perspective is I've never seen that but it it exists we all know it exists it's not something that no i think what exists is what we're saying is there there's a dichotomy between there's a separation between the haves and, and the, the have-nots have not. okay. and the current conversation so, that we're having in our country is the have-nots are presumed to be of certain races which is simply not the case right so let me finish that my thought real quick the when when someone says what you did was racist by boxing a person of another race, and they say, is labels that racist? It, labels it racist. Is that person who labels it racist 
inherently racist because they're projecting their own feelings on. And Jake Paul's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that ain't racist. Like, that's your shitty question. Yeah, he's probably got a ton he, of black he, friends. That's what I'm saying. Like, he never thought, if you don't think of it as racist and someone brings it up as being racist, aren't they the racist ones? No, and that... That's my, that's my point. But that is the turnaround. That is the 360 that a lot of people don't like to to sit with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's if everything is about race... Isn't that you, racist? Isn't that racist? Correct. That's like yeah. like when I go on Instagram and I want to like put one of those little stickers on like a post or something like that. Like one of the first one is buy black. Okay. On the surface, that is a that is a positive thing. That's someone trying to uplift a community, right? They're like trying to do something positive. Okay. Yep. But what what if you change that to say buy Asian? Yeah. Or what if you said buy buy Latino? Or Latin X, which is ridiculous. Why buy Latino or buy white? Like buy Scandinavian. Like it's not okay to say like it's not okay to be like buy white. That's racist. But it's it's not racist to say buy black. It's yeah. a very difficult it's a dev, very difficult thing to navigate because the rules change depending upon who you're talking to. And the rules change depending on your perspective. And that's what the hard part is. When I talk yeah. to someone about it and they have a different perspective, what's coming out of my mouth will sound different to that person. And unless you can get deep into conversation with that person on their level or on they're on your level or you're on their level, like everyone's brain wave is fucking meshing and understanding their perspective and how they think, say things. So it's impossible so, to do though. I will like, I, it's impossible to do when someone thinks you're maneuvering on them. Correct. I yeah. very I very much think in whatever over analysis there is from like that one podcast with the gentleman Anthony Lee. I think he interpreted our conversation as a maneuver, not a racial thing. I think he thinks we were trying to get a better reputation in the neighborhoods that he was involved with. Mm. Like he sits on community boards. Like I think he is, he thought we brought him in here to get somebody on the, to, like to turn him into our like inside agent in the community. We just want to help him. With, but like, with, honestly, like what we do in this room has very little to do what we do in the construction yeah. business. Like we don't really like, they kind of overlap, but they don't really at all. So, so if you're listening I doubt he's listening to it. No, if anybody's listening. No, I'm talking about our <laughs> listeners. When you're listening to this, remember everything that comes out of the person you're talking to's mouth has their perspective on it. Mm. And that though they may sound as though there's like they may be being sincere when they sound like and maybe they're not, but maybe they're being sound like they're an a-hole. But in reality, it's their perspective. So when you have a conversation with somebody, remember the perspective that they're coming from mm. and di dissect out any biasness out of that. And then you can get to a true conversation with somebody, right? It's very tough to do. Very few people are good at that conversationalist, but if you can do it, you can really connect deeply. So, I mean, yeah. And like touching back on like that original point, I think the problem with labeling things racist or like doing, like I, I noticed Mr. Lee, like a lot of the promotion he does for his business and businesses is all black related. Sure. It's black real estate, black investment, black this, black, black, black. And 
like that kind of that kind of upsets me in some way or fashion like i don't know exactly why but yeah. it's upsetting to me like if you think about it like our population you know we have 300 we'll round up to 330 million people in the united states and the african-american community represents what like 13 percent I don't know. Right? Yeah. So you you as a business person, race excluded, because I just don't give a shit. I want to know how good you are at business, and I'm going to do business with you on that. Why would you distance yourself from 97%? No, 87. 87% of the population. Like, why would you... Like, if I started going out and saying things like, white real estate, white this, like I would, I would inherently assume that I would lose Latino customers. I would lose European customers. I would lose uh, Asian customers, African customers, like everybody that, and I'd probably lose some white customers too, because they'd sure. be like, look at this fucking idiot. Sure. Right. How many people are just like, it's just very like, we want to move the conversation forward. Why do I still feel like we're, we're like inadvertently damaging moving things forward? Because yeah, the fact of the matter is like to look at like that whole culture, like the whole black culture as like the, the underside of a boot is just like, that's just not the case. There's so many people that have come up, right? You have musicians, athletes, um, actors, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, Obama. Like you had the list is endless of 13% of our population. We have a a, a, a high percentage, a high percentage of, of, of high performers in our country sure. that are from the, represented there. So to say to younger black individuals or young whatever your race is, to say to the youth, you are disadvantaged no matter what you do, like you're ripping the souls out of those kids just being like, don't, don't even try. Yeah. Why even try? Like you should the be world, like, the, Hey, look, yeah. this, this stuff historically happened in our country. Facts. Nobody argues it. If you argue it, you're fucking, you're fucked hard. But you have seen, you have so many examples uplifting that race that like you should be leaning on the examples. And that's why furthermore, I get upset with celebrities and athletes from the black community that push that like downtrodden conversation as a, instead of highlighting yes all that stuff happened historically but despite all of that look what i've done yeah no like, i think I, they're don't what, don't play victim like it's it's what, not what it's never is, good for you what you said is 100 percent true if you have i hope been, i did a good job at it no you did because like the people that are listening right the fact that you're a white person from pa um some people listen to me like, man, I can't believe he said that. But if you were a black person saying that, you'd be like, dude, it comes how- from a genuine place. It has nothing. Correct. To, it has That's nothing to do with so what me. I'm like, saying. I just is like, want what, the best for everybody. And you would say that whether or not the person was that what you're talking about, the community you're talking about was Hispanic, black or, or Asian or whatever or white or whatever. It's like when you upbring your kids, you want to show them examples of positivity and where they can get to. Not the fact that the system may or may not be rigged against them and that they're learning for excuses not to do what they do, right? Because when someone says that the state's rigged and, like, the state needs to provide assistance or whatever, when that message gets down to the kids, it's like they're basically saying that they have no chance. When it's when it's race 
yes, when the context yes. is race related, if Correct. like because they're they're I will I will very much support a conversation saying that there are poor people that are disadvantaged in our country that do not have the same systematic benefits. It's a it's that a, the the privileged have. We There's have that, we have that conversation with Anthony Lee about poor people and not and I think that's where he like really got mad because he said. I don't know what he used for. No, but I've seen him since on his Instagram when I was trying to connect with him again. Right. Because I wanted to genuinely meet up and, like, have him come look at our house. Like, I wanted to, like, build the community. That's all I want to do ever. I just want to make friends. And I noticed he was literally, he literally said poor people in one of his posts. Like, it wasn't even anything. And we said poor people and he fucking jumped down our throat. Yes. So, I I think with the situation there, like, we were bothered by the response there. But at the same time, like... I think, I think maybe there's, there's some, there's either. I, I don't think it's an incurable disconnect between us, but I think perhaps like he he needs to be willing to come to a table with us and f- and feel like we're not trying to fuck with him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we just I I legitimately reached out. I was like, dude, you look like you're doing some cool shit. You're a hustler. Like you seem like you're a mover and shaker. Come on the show. Yeah, I mean, for the record, like, we didn't even bring up, like, community outreach and stuff like that at all. We brought up the fact that he wanted to get a new construction. We were like, oh, we like we can help you with that. Like, no problem. Well, we were talking what, about what's, getting together. What's, to, like, the, get a group what's together. the state or territory that has the most percent of black people? State or territory? I, I, I had to say it. Or district. Because including all Washington. Right, so district of Columbia, 60%. <clears throat> what state is least... Was that the conversation? Was yeah. that the question? Yeah, it was out of five hundred seventy-two thousand people that live in a district of Columbia. Uh, African Americans make up three hundred forty-three thousand. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> All right, ready? Montana, a state of nine hundred thousand people. How many black people do you think are there? Nine hundred thousand people. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen thousand. Two thousand. Like that's my that's like where I come from. Like, mm. and so it's, it's like there's different perspectives. Yeah. So like where you come from from though. Honestly, because it doesn't, it's not a reflection on you. Do you feel like the people you went to high school with, aside from just high school kids being fucking idiots, because there's always a group of kids in high school, baseball players, you know, like, would you consider your community racist? Uh, No, because we had an amazing amount of like Hispanic and Latino population but when you when you looked or had conversations about like the outside montana world you're I, I would it whether was there like an undertone that was like hey we're kind of skeptical there, of the there, of the blacks i would say that there was a small percentage of the population mm. of the old timers that were there mm. the parents but we also grew up in the same age of internet and i would say that the majority of the people i grew up with actually went above and beyond to be anti-racist if that makes sense like they they reached out and they tried to be as diverse as possible and learn as much as possible so the group of people i grew up with most of them are like the opposite of racist so when when i i realized because of that right like like i was was very counterbalanced yeah i was very skeptical of racism um i think racism you know persists in some places but I'm skeptical of racism ever since I went to a rap concert when I was a teenager. Eminem. And it was Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, fucking Wu-Tang. There we go with the Wu-Tang. Like, you expect to, a lot of blacks to come out to a Wu-Tang concert in Philadelphia, right? They're, the demographic was, like, split. 
Right. And I was like, huh. I thought I was going to be like the only white person here. Interesting. Okay. No big deal. I'm like 15. A couple years after that, maybe like a year after that, I went to like, it was like the game. Um, it, it was like a gangster rap concert, right? Right. All white people. Right. It was like 95% white people. We're, and we're literally listening to music about like the hood, right? I'm like, what is racism? We're here, like, we're we're in this packed stadium, listening, enjoying the white, same music. Like, yeah. does like is it as bad? Like, so like when I think <laughs> when I keep hearing these conversations, I think back to like the 2000s, and I'm like, holy shit! Like back then, like. The cultures, like, with pop culture, with rap music, with sports, with how we grew up, like, it really, like, there were some fucking idiots, because there always will be, but the majority of people, like, I don't necessarily think that, like, race was even really, like, the primary thought, you know? It wasn't like, oh, he's a he's a good black rapper, or he's a good black this or is like he like i don't think it was really like until recently like i don't necessarily know like it's hard to look back because so much has happened this year in that conversation or in that world that it's hard to look back and be like i don't know if it was really i don't think it was really like this like i don't yeah. think it was like this until you guys said it was like this like i think there's some problems i definitely think there's problems but i definitely think like the conversation who, has who become started something that whole messaging that it became like a problem but now you have people, but like it's gone too far in the sense that you have people on like a a talk show. Like I'm pretty sure she got fired for that now that like I'm reading this. Oh, the, the ESPN reporter? That I said think that she to got, Jake Paul? yeah, I think she got fired. I think, uh, shit. Weird. So like that's, that's proper though, because like if you're, if you're going to take up the racism sword and, and point at someone and be, and that they're, they're a racist, they better be racist because it's, the boy cries wolf story so quickly. Like if everything is racist at the end of the day, like you're going to be like, that's racist. And everybody's going to be like, yep. Mm hmm. Good story. When something actually needs to change. Yeah. The same thing with this like lockdown bullshit. Like I thought we were supposed to be locked down right now. Governor Wolf made an announcement last week. Lockdown. Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> I'm driving past like tents filled with people eating food outside of the fucking restaurant all weekend long. In a tent that's like enclosed like a bubble. It's like you can eat outside as long as you walk inside and walk back outside and go in the tent. Which has less circulation than the fucking inside. So it's like we need to like the racism conversation is a distraction. The political conversation is a distraction. Like the bigger problem is like this whole like accountability on like just like it's people with power manipulating other people i did watch for the first time i understood we've gone too far down a rabbit hole get me out of here yeah i'm gonna get you out <laughs> i went down there i went down the social dilemma and i had to get netflix back so if you know like i canceled netflix because the whole like pedophile thing but then like i brought it yeah i know I'm so just not everybody just, wears capes not all here but it only lasted capes. three fucking months because in fact they put out a really good documentary about social media google and like how it all created called the social dilemma the social dilemma and the i think the the couple things that i learned from there that really solidified like i i've been learning and understanding kind of what it does but if you're not paying for the product you are the product yeah right the advertisers of facebook and instagram are the clients we're the product they're selling and they're not selling our data 
They're selling access to data for companies to make algorithms, right, to keep you on your phone longer. And if you haven't watched that documentary and, like, you're a little skeptical, you'll immediately throw your phone in, like, a, a Faraday cage or whatever that thing is that, that night. Like, you're <laughs> yeah, done. we definitely had a conversation Like, we are done with that. So, um, But that goes into, like... So it goes into, like, the cancel culture. Yeah. I canceled Netflix. I was like, you know what? They're, supp- they're, like, promoting these videos and blah, 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 and then cancel it. But then you see companies like Goya Foods, right? You heard about the Goya Foods thing? Yeah, the, the, the Goya Foods thing happened back in, like, September or August where, um, you know, they were boy- boycotting Goya. You know, they were trying to boycott Anchamama. And, the, you know, that's one of those things where it's, like, <laughs> sometimes now if you're anti-cancel culture and you're standing up for what you believe, it's actually better for you. Right, like yeah. Goya. It's Goya's like the, done the, the, really it's, well. It's the cancel culture flip flop, is what I'm calling it. Okay, it's yeah, become I, the cancel yeah. culture has gotten so aggressive, right? And this is what's this is what hopefully won't happen to like the racism conversation, or you know, the political conversation or any important conversation. It's gone so far that what started out as a just cause is now a great thing. If you get canceled, if you're in the right position, like honestly, if you rape a girl and you get canceled, probably you probably probably deserve, probably it. deserve it, right? But AOC calls for boycott of pro-Trump company Goya. Goya came out and they were very open about the their their support of Donald Trump in the election, and AOC picks up Andalina Cortez, whatever, and you know. I have a hard time saying her name. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Yeah, boom. Boom. AOC. She called for a boycott because, like, you know what? Goya supports Trump. We shouldn't use Goya anymore, which is fucked up. Because if people want to support Trump, that's their prerogative. Like, you shouldn't make and, it a, and a hate it's thing. It's a private company, You too. fucking idiot. Right. So, she thought she was going to take Goya down a notch, right? Humble them a little bit. And their sales skyrocketed. Yeah. I was trying to get facts on how much they skyrocket. I can't figure it out. Dude, they went up a mar- Like, I think they went up percentages of market share. That's when they, like, read against the quarterly sales or whatever. Like, they took they took more market than they had before she said that. Yeah, I don't think they were openly supporting. They were just supported. Like, the, the owner of that company supported... He said it Trump. on a ra- he said right. on a radio he said on a radio show um the owner's he hit the owner of Goya I can't pronounce his last name it's you uh Unan you their top 11. Robert he uh, was on a radio show and he said that he supported Trump in the poll. <laughs> and uh but a lot of people didn't like that and it's just I don't know Yeah but that be that would be like the 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 thing like someone saying they supported Biden because we have to be fair and balanced on this radio show and then all the conservative, uh, far right wing con- uh, Congress people were like boycott that, like AOC did, like as if it was a, if it was if it was a crusade to boycott that company. But if if somebody else says I support Joe Biden, it's not like you're going to stop buying their product. But you got an attack on like that you have uh, states people out of out of Chicago saying like collect names and don't support businesses of Republicans. It's just. 
it's not a fair like it's 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 I don't know it's I'm it's poor gonna go, taste. I'm gonna go down. It's a poor it's, taste. It's it's, un, that, it's poor taste. It is, let's get very reformed. Here. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants everything taste. to be proper and reformed and everything. It's like okay, why don't you start by saying thank you when I hold the fucking door for you at Wawa? Okay, <laughs> why don't you start by putting your fucking phone down while you're driving? So when I'm waiting at a traffic light, you don't either crash into me or I don't miss the traffic light because you're checking your Instagram. Why don't you just stop being such a piece of shit, improve yourself, work on yourself as individual Americans, and then come back to the table a better person, and then you'll be like, huh, I think I, I hear this person a little bit better in front of me. Yeah, the one thing the election did was show that the country is... Basically, neutral. Well, or like it's balance. It's balanced, which is a healthy democracy. But you correct. can't blame the other side for your problems. For your problems. No, you got to do something about it, your problems. They are your problems. There, don't make your problem my problem. And this, like, I can say this. Like, I'm not saying this from some sort of fucking pedestal. Well, I am actually. It's the championship pedestal. <laughs> but like, li- like. Like I can't like I used to not listen to people. I used to not consider your perspective. I used to not like want to listen to your perspective. I used to not even think like you had like you're I used to sometimes be ignorantly like I'd be like, why doesn't this person ha- like understand my perspective or have the same exact like I just it wasn't even a thing to me. And then I started working on myself. Started reading a little bit more, working out. Less screen time. Less screen like well back then it was snake. You know, we had like I didn't even have an iPhone, so like oh, it, shit, you started working on yourself that long ago, dude. When Man, I was you're like, like an OG, dude, like twenty two, I think twenty two, twenty three years old. You just like you, you got a problem. You have a problem, but you're not sure what it is, right? You're like, what's up with my life? Yeah, you fixed it. Oh, it's like, well, no, it's and still a work in progress. It. Everything's a work in progress. It's a work Everyone's in progress, and that's what you have to embrace. The work, it, the it's suck. the work. Wor- embrace the suck. Like you have to realize, like, oh. You know, it'd be cool to speak another language. It's like you have to do that. You have to every day, and then ten years from now, you'll be fl- like, you have to, you have to realize that you, like you have to put little steps in, little little reps in every day. Being a better person, people will you know appreciate you for being a better person. They'll be willing to listen to you more. You will listen to people better. Your life will be better. So there you go. Little little news. I just see news I just see a bunch of people walking Stop. around being miserable. Let's let's all be not miserable. Let's just be be happy. Be good to yourself. Be good Americans. Good to yourself. Stand it's up. Give me for- a fucking snow day tomorrow. Polish your sled. Fuck, dude. I'm so excited. It'll be great. I mean, we're not going to sled. I'd like to see you on a sled, big guy. Oh, yeah. Do give me on one of them saucers. Look out. <laughs> little Crisco oil. Like the dude from a little Christmas. Go- a little Christmas go- story. Yeah, a little Goya Christmas. Crisco oil. This Boom. is Russ. This is a test product. <laughs> He's like, okay, Dad. <laughs> this is the Thursday thick. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, after five life. <laughs> yeah, I hope you brought your mouth guard for this episode because we definitely got into it. We appreciate you. We appreciate you for sharing. Uh, the show is growing, and there's only one way out. Thanks. <laughs>